0: Hi, Mitchell Levy global credibility expert and I'm in the midst of doing something really spectacular. I'm in the midst of interviewing 500 humans on their credibility. These are powerful people talking about who they are, what they do, how they relate to the world, who they serve. And it is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to get a really great point of view of who they are. You're going to get ideas and aha moments and how you can present yourself better. I've taken three of those interviews. or are six to ten minutes each. Taking three of those, combine them to be this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents Aha Moments. Uh, please enjoy. If you like it, click on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on their credibility, and Aaron Weller is one of those guys. I'm so interested in what he does because it's one of those things, so you got to listen to this thing. It's one of those things that you knew. I knew was going to happen 25 years ago in Silicon Valley, watching technology happen, Now I see where we are today. Uh, Let me tell you about him. He is the VP Strategy of Sentinel. He provides strategic privacy advice to companies looking to innovate their use of personal information. Aaron, welcome. Thanks, Mitchell. Happy to be here. Hey, so what is your CPOP? What's the customer point of pain you solve?
1: So really, I I help large organizations who are dealing with uh, the global quagmire of uh, fast-changing privacy rules, and trying to help them work out what they need to do next to uh, to manage things.
0: Yeah, huge, right? So what happens if you have a company and you're in, in more than one physical location by definition, like what do you need to do? So you were, you were talking a little bit ahead of time that, what do you say about three lawyers?
1: It yeah, started you, like if a if joke. If you ask three different lawyers, you'll get four different opinions. I, I We find that a lot because a lot of this space, we're, we're dealing with new problems, right? We're dealing with problems that, didn't really exist a few years ago. So everyone's really trying to grasp at, you know, how do I interpret this? How do I make it work through technology? So it's an interesting space to be in for sure.
0: So it, it really was a joke. You, 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 three lawyers walk into a bar, you get four answers. Okay, got it. Um, tell, me, what, tell me a little bit more. What
1: do you do? What does that, what does that mean for the clients that you, you work with? So a lot of organizations, you've probably heard of the term technical debt, uh, a lot of organizations have data debt where really they've, they've gathered all this data over years. They don't really know where a lot of it came from. They don't know where it really is in their organization. Uh, and a lot of these new laws are now requiring that they do. So, you know, a, a law may say, okay, uh, I'm going to give you everything I know about you. Well, it doesn't help if you don't know where that exists in different systems. So really what I do is help organizations think about, you know, what do they have? Where do they get it from? What are they doing with it? Uh, and then how do we build, kind of get rid of that data debt and help them to build systems that allow them to both, you know, make money out of the data, achieve their strategy, and also comply with not only what uh, uh, what the legal framework says, but also ethical considerations as well. And really, what do their customers expect them to do? So I think the expectations have changed really fast, and organizations, they just really haven't caught up with what people are expecting them to do these days.
0: It's pretty crazy to try to think about specifically what's required in the EU and the UK and Australia and and North Korea, China, U.S. Even, I mean, it's just so interesting to think about. Uh, even even if you just think about the U.S. being a single location, it's now fifty states. So how yep. do you deal with those? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's very dynamic, uh, and one of the challenges we have, particularly in the U.S., and I, I'm on the West Coast, similar to yourself. Uh, there are variations between the states, but the rest of the world has kind of taken largely a model that's very different from the way we operate in the states as well. So organizations that are based here, uh, when you say if they're working in the EU, they may be playing by a completely different set of rules. So one of the things that uh, you may want to think about is, do we go for a global approach where we may not be making some money or not having certain uses of data in some jurisdictions like the US where we could, or do we kind of split that up? And, of course, the more you split it up, the more complicated it gets, the harder it is to manage. So it's really trying to find that balance. It's not the same for every company, which is kind of where, again, kind of thinking through those those unique uh, nuances of how different organizations and different cultures work and trying to find the right answer. So what what gives you the credibility to do what you do? So I think it's a combination of a few things. So I've been in this space for a long time. I, I came into privacy. I'm not a lawyer by background. I came in through the security route uh, so probably about 10 years ago, I moved my focus away from protecting information to really thinking about kind of how businesses use it. So I've been in the space for quite a while because privacy is really an emerging an emerging space where not many people have been around for that long in this space, although there's a lot of people with two or three years experience. So it's a fairly tight-knit community as well. So there's a lot of people that I know that are fairly senior in the field that would say, hey, you know, I've worked with Aaron before or kind of we, we had this uh, experience together. So I think that's uh, credibility building as well. And I think the other piece is that because I said things are changing so fast, one of the things that I love to do when I talk to potential new clients is to kind of geek out on some of these new developments and say, hey, you know, what are you thinking about this? How are you dealing with that? And really then almost that meeting of the minds around the subject matter, which is, you know, if you can find a client and say, hey, I've been thinking about the same problem that you have, and I just solved it for these guys over here this way. I think that really is the credibility because – uh, what I've found is that there are some people who can talk a good game, but not that many people who can get down and really say, okay, this is how I'm going to go and solve it. Uh, one of the other things I do is I, I keep fresh by teaching. Uh, so I teach both at the, uh, the University of Washington. Uh, I lecture there occasionally on kind of risk and privacy related topics. But also I'm, uh, I'm on the faculty of our professional association, the uh, International Association of Privacy Professionals. So with that teaching, uh, you know, that they say that uh, if you really know something, you you know if you really know something, if you can teach it. Uh, So with that, I get a lot of the questions coming back and people saying, well, you've dealt with this. How would you deal with it in my organization? And, of course, from there, you know, you're standing up in front of people for two days straight. So that they get a pretty good sense of, you know, who I am and kind of my approach to things.
0: That's really interesting. I I was kind of – as I was thinking about that, and I, I reminded me when I first saw your profile come across, how does somebody who has this sort of uh, credibility that you do and uh, the fact that you're in privacy, how do you actually share that credibility with the world? How, how do people get to know you?
1: Yeah. So it, it's a good question. I mean, I, I do try and balance, you know, I could probably be at a conference every week. Uh, I've got three or four speaking engagements coming up in the next month. I was just frantically writing, uh, writing a new deck this afternoon. But uh, so that's one way of kind of getting in front of different audiences. And one of the things that I look for is for kind of these adjacencies because privacy is really, I think of it as a, it's kind of a horizontal problem in organizations that are structured in vertical silos a lot of the time. So there's a lot of different groups of people that potentially have some interest in privacy, but it's not their day job. So going and talking to software architects or to developers, you know, it can be very interesting conversation because they don't really think about it the same way that I do, but they kind of know they need it, but they don't even necessarily speak the same language as if I'm going and talking to a group of lawyers who know one side of things, but not necessarily how to build those requirements into technology. So I do that. And then I, I try and keep uh, with my all of my frequent spare time to uh, keep up to date on uh, you know social media, commenting on the issues of the day. And But I, I do find that often I don't have time to do really long-form Uh, you know, uh, kind of blog posts or things like that on social media. So I work closely with my team to kind of give them, you know, kind of an idea and a framework, and they they will help me to, uh, you know, kind of expand on those ideas and get some of those things out there.
0: And what are some of the platforms that's relevant for the privacy space?
1: I I think a lot of people still use LinkedIn. That's my primary uh, way. You know, I've had a Twitter handle for uh, pretty much as long as Twitter was uh, around, but uh, it's just – you know, trying to keep these multiple accounts up. I I don't tend to find that, uh, you know, Facebook and and privacy professionals don't always go together so well, but there are a couple of uh, uh, Facebook groups uh, around privacy professionals that I'm uh, a member of as well. So a few different channels, but uh, it's really, as I said, it's a fairly tight knit community. So there's also a lot of kind of in-person events as well. So I'm in the Seattle area and, you know, we, we meet kind of as a community probably every couple of months and, so we've, we've got a pretty good sense of community there at the local level as well.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking it was LinkedIn. You just reinforced that a little bit. Um, not that you don't play elsewhere, but that's interesting. So, so if you're in a Fortune 1000 company and you're not figuring out how to use the data that you have, A, where it is, but if you're not using how to use the data to make direct and indirect money for your company, A, you need to. But then, once you start doing that, you've got to figure out what 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 laws, what rules. How do you need to play? You need to yeah. reach out to a guy like like Aaron Weller. Aaron, how do people best do that?
1: So, in terms of reaching out to me, I, I still think LinkedIn is the best uh, the best way to get hold of me. Uh, I do. Uh, I get a lot of people uh, who reach out to me, but uh, you know, if you can tell me a story, tell me why you know that there's an interesting. Do you have a question? You know, what's the benefit? Uh, and then I can quickly kind of filter out. Uh, you know, with people who aren't connected to me uh, and there's no kind of reason as to why they're connecting. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Um, so I think, you know, tell me a story and, or tell me a problem that you're interested. In, and I'm probably pretty happy to give you a point of view. Uh, mm. Of course, the other thing you could do is reach out to me over our website. So uh, culture of privacy is kind of what we're trying to achieve. So going beyond the laws and really so cultureofprivacy.com is, uh, is another good way you can uh, get hold of me. Oh, that sounds great.
0: Well, thank you for sharing your 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 wisdom, your credibility with us today. Really appreciate getting to know
1: you better. No problem. Likewise, this was uh, this was fun to go through.
0: Oh, good. And hey, thanks for joining us at this episode of Thought Leader Life. Uh, please like us, share your comments, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you at the next episode. Uh, take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode where we take amazing humans from around the planet and we talk about their credibility. Uh, Today's episode is going to be amazing. It's with John Ballas. Um, He is a CEO and founder of Lean Your Way. He develops leaders, build deep technical expertise, drive project ROI results, foster team engagement, and customer collaboration. John, welcome.
2: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Awesome. Hey, so tell me, what's, what's your CPOP? What's your customer point of pain?
2: The point of pain for customers is maintaining a continuous improvement program while reducing and improving their cash flow.
0: Simple, elegant. Tell me, uh, share a little bit more. What does that mean? First, first, what is, a, what is a customer for you? And then tell me a little bit more about what you do.
2: Well, traditionally, most of my customers have been in the manufacturing realm but I've been able to apply this methodology just about to any different type of customers, including hospitals, mortgage companies, home builders, et cetera.
0: I like it. Okay, so what does that
2: mean, methodology?
0: What do you actually do?
2: So we go into companies and we help create a continuous improvement environment where every day they're eliminating waste to help improve their cash flow and most importantly, engage their employees. So they take ownership of it and retain the knowledge when we leave.
0: I'm thinking through it. I'm. I, I. It's pretty complete. I like it. So, what, John? What gives you credibility to be able to do that?
2: Well, I had the opportunity when I worked for IBM to study over in Toyota, and IBM sent 175 of us over there to learn the Toyota methodology, which is world famous um, for what Toyota has done. They are the leading car maker. But what we learned was how to come back through a very simple methodology Toyota developed on the factory floor to engage employees every day. At the time, I was in the IBM facility making PC boards in Austin, Texas, and we took the motherboard of the PS2 from 45 days to four and a half hours in nine months by having sixteen hundred employees engaged with eliminating waste through the process to accomplish that.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So how long have you been doing this and about how many clients have you served?
2: I've been doing this for over 25 years. I've certified over five hundred people in the realm of what we now call lean six sigma black belts and master black belts, etc. I've done it for over a hundred different companies and they have seen the results. One of the things I uniquely do differently with these companies is I offer them a return on investment guarantee. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. I like it. <laughs> I like it. And it, it, do you want to talk about what that means? Or, 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 sure. or is that? Um,
2: I, I don't know of any other consulting firm that honestly offers a written guarantee of three to one. And there's a couple reasons I do that because the methodology that I've developed and we'll talk about in a moment, I'm sure, is, is all about simplicity in, in getting people engaged. But the ideas that I have in the industry is we understand what lean and Six Sigma tool sets are, what operational tool sets are, agile tool sets, et cetera. These are tool sets. This is an execution methodology. So to get customers to stay the path I actually offer them a three to one guarantee if they follow our recommendations for one year to where it becomes the norm at their company. And usually what they see is a 10 to one return on investment.
0: That's crazy. All right. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, John, how do you go about letting people know who you are? How, how do people see, see you, see that credibility that you have the things you've been doing and, and how do they find you?
2: Well. They can find me on the website, obviously, but how people find us is because we give customer uh, references and referrals. We provide videos of testimonials and in the industry today, you know, I'm a small company and, and not looking to be a big company because I enjoy what I do by passing and mentoring all the way up from the CEO, all the way down to the factory floor or wherever it might be that we're actually working So, people can find us on on the web. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Our website, leanyourway.com, has lots of success stories. It brings credibility to what we do through our customer referrals and not what I say about my own company.
0: Got it. So, it's really so how people typically find you is they find you through uh, customer referrals, word of mouth, you get your brand out there.
2: Right. I've got the brand out there. I published a couple of books and, you know, look forward to, you know, publishing more books and hopefully with some of the success stories as a future about the companies that I continue to work with.
0: Right. I love it. So listen, if, it, if this is you, if you've got a company you need to improve and while you're doing the improvement, you need to also significantly increase your cash flow with a guarantee you absolutely, absolutely want to reach out to John Ballas. John, how do people reach out to you?
2: They can reach out to me through um, johnballas at leanyourway.com or you can go to johnballas.net and read my weekly blogs. You can find me on LinkedIn. I post every Sunday um, and I look forward to getting comments back from the listeners that might hear this today.
0: Beautiful. John, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate uh, hearing you and, and seeing what you do. Your methodology is applied to everything that you do in life. Uh, thanks so much.
2: Thank you, Mitchell. You have a great day.
0: Yeah, you too. And guys, hey, thanks for joining us for this episode. Look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. If you, if you like it, please share with your friends. Hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, Global Credibility Expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life where we're talking with amazing humans from around their planet about their credibility and who they are. (laughs) And 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 state, buckle your seat, get ready for this one. We have Sylvain Roshan, who is a solution focused speaker, author, futurist, and entrepreneur who specializes in educating professionals, decision makers and politicians and how to use artificial intelligence to improve our society and economy. Sylvain, welcome. Hey, Mitchell. I'm glad to be here. Hey, so what is your CPOP, your customer point of pain?
3: Well, um, professionals, they fear AI and all sorts of disruptive technologies nowadays that will take away their livelihood.
0: By the way, I I just have to say I, I love the bow tie. I put on the hat because you got the bow tie. You look awesome.
3: Yes, thank you. So
0: <laughs> tell me what that means. I I mean, just you know, I know tons of people who are just afraid about tomorrow because they just don't think their jobs will be there. What does that mean? What do you do?
3: Well, um, imagine Mitchell, if you had a crystal ball, okay, that would show multiple possible futures. I, right? I got one of those. Yeah. Okay, and you get to pick one that you like your preferred future. Okay. That's called of uh, what we call strategic forecasting or technology forecasting? And then you get all these futures. You pick one that you like. I'm the guy that helps you get you that future that you chose. Got it. So that
0: means you're helping, you're helping the person both vision and execute to get to a path that they're happy
3: with. That's right. It's basically twofold. One is psychology, like a change of mindset in this age of exponential change. That's what, that's the scary part. Everything's changing constantly all the time. Uh, And I help them see what the trends that are absolutely sure and those that are possible. And I help the individuals choose in their minds and their actions what will guide them towards the future they want to see in the world? And everybody can achieve every, uh, every type of future they want. I like it. So many people need that. Uh, so I, how do you have credibility to do what you do? Uh, well, I've been an educator for about 20 years. So a bit more than that. Uh, high school, college, university, consulting, Traveling everywhere, giving giving speeches and conferences and workshops. So I've been doing that a long, long time. Uh, I'm a published writer. I wrote a couple of books. I I have I think I have over a hundred videos uh, published on on YouTube, on channels, and everywhere. I've I'm published and believe in. I, I currently still publish in about four different magazines online, uh, about twice a month. So I'm I'm an authority on. A lot of different things related to the future and exactly what I talked about. Uh, I'm a master entrepreneur. Certi- I'm a certified master entrepreneur facilitator and coach. I'm a delegate of the world future society. I'm the co founder of the Canadian Institute of Mass Communication. I have a bachelor's degree in biochemistry, chemical engineering and education. And uh, I've operated several businesses over the past 15 years. So I've uh, all in technology, of course. So I've, I've bathed in it for so long. Uh, looking to the future and predicting and teaching individuals that it's it comes to contain it. It's second nature to me.
0: And, and by definition, anyone who wears a bow tie like you has to be credible.
3: Well, that's why you wear the bow ties because of course, and, I'm and credible. And that's why I got the hat. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, so how do you go about sharing your credibility? How do you, how do you get out there so that people, people see you and want to interact with you?
3: Well, the favorite way um, for me to interact with people is with large groups. And I I like the personal contact. So um, going out at conferences and uh, doing some public speaking or workshops is my favorite way to go because we're dealing with with psychology as well as the technology, right? And and the futurism. So it's a human to human type of interaction we're looking for, what my audience is looking for and what I'm looking for. Uh, Because when you're guiding someone through a path and through that crystal ball kind of idea. You wanna have that personal contact and, uh, and giving a, a room conference and a bit of a show, you know. hence the bow tie, uh, we laugh, we enjoy ourselves and we come out of it, or the audience come out, come out, comes out of it, not fearful of the future, but empowered by the possibilities of the future. And with tools, tangible, predictable tools that they can use in their business or their professions to blast off into the future and basically just blow through every competition because they know what they're looking for and they have a path towards it.
0: Got it. So future becomes the present. Public speaking is a big thing, but you also talked about your, your writing for four magazines, you do social media.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So on occasion I do take, uh, take some work, like some report writing like writing a strategic, uh a strategic forecasting plan for example that happens or writing an article for a magazine i enjoy these on occasion that's great because it's a very very focused type of type of of work but uh, i really prefer the show i really prefer the empowerment and the and the engagement you get in and a crowd and i think the audience probably uh prefers that when you write something it's all great it's great ideas you get reactions but there's no personal interaction going on there right it's a two dimensional vehicle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or videos are halfway better.
0: <laughs> but no, typically, I write a translator.
3: lot. So you got this. This one, they could see you. Yeah. Exactly. It's again, you, you want the audience to feel the future is great and so that they can engineer a paradise for themselves. And that's the title of my book series, by the way. Engineering Paradise. I like it. Hmm.
0: I like it. So listen, if, if you're a professional and you are, and you don't have to admit this publicly, but fearful of the future because things are happening and you don't know where you fit in the world. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to figure out how best you can create a world in which you're happier tomorrow. Cause you put products and services and, and the types of things in place. You're going to want to reach out to Sylvain Roshan. How do people best reach out to you?
3: Well, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, I use Twitter a whole lot. And I have my, uh, my website, which is my name, sylvainrachon.com. And I'm sure uh, you will be nice enough to actually post that somewhere so people can, can read it.
2: Well, you just said icon.
3: it. You said it so much nicer than I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- Those are the ways to, uh, to, to reach me. Yes. Beautiful.
0: Well, thanks so much for sharing your credibility today. Thank you, Mitchell. It was a pleasure. And and for those watching, hey, please click the like button, share with your friends, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call.